Hi, and welcome to Inspirational Grooves 2020 Podcast, where the mind meets the soul. I'm Michelle David, and I'm hoping that this program will help you enlighten your visions, enhance your state of mind, and inspire you to give just a little more of you. I read somewhere that experience is a wonderful gem that should be cherished and shared. So let the sharing begin. Thank you for checking in once again to Inspirational Grooves 2020 Podcast. For those of you who are here for the first time, nice of you to join in. For those of you returning for episode number two, I hope your week thus far has been a good one. And I'm really curious who took heed and changed their way of speaking in reference to us renewing ourselves in the new year. I've been doing a lot of thinking um, lately and especially in reference to what we spoke about the last episode. And it brought me to the thought of whether or not we actually see or feel the value in making changes in ourselves. If we recognize the worth in making certain adjustments in our lives, which is what I want to chat about today. I've been seeing and hearing the word worthy pop up in so many places, in songs, um, I've heard it in other podcasts, um, such as the one that NDRE has, which you should really check it out, it's pretty cool. Um, It's a word that doesn't just cross your auditory senses, It, it, it doesn't just fly by your ears. It actually penetrates through the skull and finds its way to the limbic system, sometimes called the emotional brain, which is located in the temporal lobe. This word has access to the emotional value of stimuli. So it can either stimulate your emotions positively or negatively. However, whatever form it does take, it's not easily discarded. It, it, it stains its surroundings. Um, this week I was having a conversation and the person uh, is also a performer like myself. And I said to them that the business that we are in is designed to critique, to sum up, to size up. It's all about the first impressions. It's their business to try and figure you out and assess your talents in a matter of seconds. So while you're doing your thing and they're looking over your resume, you know, to see what you're coming to the table with, um, they're making up their minds already, you know, whether or not they want you. And sometimes they look at you, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they have conversations among themselves if it's more than one person in the room. And some settings are quite quiet, you know, with folks with poker faces, And then there are those who are pleasant and give you the feeling that they are really happy you took out the time to audition. So you do your thing. Okay, you did it. It's over. Sometimes you hear immediately or they will ask you for a call back. Or you will hear absolutely nothing. And you think, well, did I get it? Oh my God, I didn't get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and sometimes they'll call you and sound very enthusiastic. And then what comes out of their mouths? Thank you. But you're not what we were looking for. Now, those words are crushing. Crushing to your ears, crushing to your ego. But there's one thing that you have to stay away from asking and wondering to yourself. Was I good enough? Am I good enough? Now, I'm not talking about the good in relations to whether or not you showed up to that room with your A game. We all have our good and bad moments. But I'm talking about your worth, ergo, worthy. Oftentimes, it has nothing to do with your talent. It could be you weren't the, and I'm putting in quotations, you know, those typical reasons. You're not tall enough. You're not short enough. You're too old. You're too young. You're not light enough. You're not dark enough, which is very rare. Um, yeah, you weigh too much. You don't weigh enough. You know, things of that nature. This was something that I, I learned and experienced early. Story time. <laughs> I attended high school performing arts. I was a modern dance major. Performing arts is that school that was depicted in the iconic movie Fame. I went there. And so this particular um, year, which I believe I was in my junior year, the third year, the entire class went to an audition for um, the Martha Graham Dance School. It was a summer program. And I just knew I was going to be a Martha Dance uh, company member. I mean, you can tell me that I wasn't, you know, going to be contracting and <laughs> doing my tilts and all that kind of stuff. So I think the audition was on the weekend. And I remember going to school on Monday and asking everybody, did they get a call yet? You know, when are they going to let us know? So I noticed that everybody was looking kind of shy and acting a little weird. Then somebody said, Shelly, they did call. And we all made it. And I said, really? Because no one called me. Long story short, just about everyone did make it. Even the students who weren't even, you know, in the top 10 in the class. Well, that crushed me. <laughs> I think I still have a little bit of a stigma. What crushed me was the reasoning for not being accepted to the program. I had spoke with the teacher um, that was organizing the auditions, and she said, and I quote, Shelly, you are amazing. You are one of our best, but you are too short. Now, at that time, I was 4 feet 11 inches, which is about 149.86 centimeters, I think. I couldn't wrap what she was saying around my head. She wasn't that tall either, and she was in the company. Or at least that's what I thought she was, because most of our teachers were a part of a company at some point. I was hurt because I couldn't change my height. If she would have said, Shelly, your technique is not up to par, yes, I would have been gutted. But that's something I could work on. But what it didn't do, and I'm so glad it didn't, what it didn't do was make me feel less than. I knew my talents and I was going to prove her wrong. I was going to make it somewhere in spite of my height. Time had just become my best friend. And speaking of best friends, my featured artist this week is someone that is very dear to me. He's best known from his hit Summer Rain and Million Miles. 
he was the ever so handsome football player, Bento, on the soap opera On de Weg Namorgen. Here is my brother, Juan Wells, with the song Time. I hear somebody calling out my name from the other side of town. He wants to know what's going on, wants to know what's going down. I said, brother, I'd like to help you, but I haven't been here long. I'm myself, I'm still trying to find out what is right and wrong. Oh, I saw somebody crying at the end of Heartbreak Street. She said, I walked this road so many times, but now I'm big. Do you think I'll get the chance to find my way to sister like to help you out But don't know where to begin Amsterdam Central Station and I had some time to kill before boarding my train so I did what I always do when I'm waiting at that station I walked into the Brunner bookstore and made my way to the area that says top selling books all the books were almost of the same size and the same dimension until I got to the fifth top seller it was a small book which for some reason I drew my attention the cover of the book was very simple, white with black letters. Uh, the author's name was in big, bold type lettering. The title was also in bold type, but small letters, and it only had 105 pages. The title of the book is No One is Too Small to Make a Difference by Greta Thunberg. Without hesitation, I grabbed the book. I felt as if it was in alignment with what I had been feeling all week in terms of self-worth and life's purpose. 
There are children out in this world who are making a difference. Some of them haven't lived long enough to be tainted by all of the strifes, you know, of life. But they have witnessed and endured just enough to motivate them to get up and do something. They have trusted their own little spirits to deem them worthy to lead worthy causes. They have taken the value of their own lives in their own hands. They are forcing us, the adults, to take a look and reevaluate. You know how I feel about the REs. To reevaluate our planet's status. They are screaming for us to count them worthy of having a future, of having a world to live in. This is the ultimate worthy on a global stage. If you get a, a chance, Google these young warriors, Isabel and Melanti Vison, Emma Gonzalez, Mari Kopenny, Kendra Woods. Their causes deal with um, sexual equality, gun control, um, the environment. It, it, it's wonderful to see these children making a difference. As I'm moving within my own reflective state, what rings true is that we can't deem this world worthy until we stop and take stock of our individual worthiness. And let me add, feeling unworthy doesn't only come when you have been rejected. Some of us experience great triumphs and feel the uneasiness of do I deserve these blessings I know for myself for years I had this fear of success it wasn't failure that I was afraid of but it was success sounds crazy but it's true I was bothered by the thoughts of how others would perceive my elevation if you will sidebar I'm not bothered. <laughs> I do not feel bothered anymore. Computer says no. <laughs> and that's not coming from a conceited place. I'm humbled and grateful for all God has done. But it goes back to allowing a word or words to penetrate your emotional brain, allowing others to deflect or project their insecurities upon you. Worthy is as worthy does. Hmm. Let's take a moment to think about that. And as we are thinking, let's once again enjoy the sounds of Juan Wells. Holy Water. Show. 
check him out in iTunes and YouTube and he has some fabulous videos. Um, I think I'm going to deem him the Dance King because he has some tracks out there that are just awesome. So you be sure to check him out. The dictionary states worthy as having or showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition in a specified way, deserving effort, attention, or respect, good enough, suitable. So you have to say, I am who I am, and who I am is good and wonderfully made. I read a wonderful passage written by Jack Canfield, who is the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And he wrote a passage for Oprah's uh, book, The Path Made Clear. He writes, I think the greatest wound we've all experienced is somehow being rejected for being our authentic self. And as a result of that, we then try to be what we're not to get approval, love, protection, safety, money, whatever. And the real need for all of us is to reconnect, thank you, with the essence of who we really are and renounce all the disowned parts of ourselves, whether it's our emotions, our spirituality, whatever. We all go around hiding parts of ourselves. I was with a Buddhist teacher a number of years ago, and he said, let me give you the secret. If you were to meditate for 20 years, this is where you'd finally get to just be yourself. Be all of you. Be all of you. Amen, Jack. Amen. Listen, everybody has their own journey. No one is perfect. No one has a patent on having the perfect life. And as you go through your day scrolling through your phones, computers, laptops, and whatnots, stay away from cyber comparisons. That is a silent self-esteem destroyer. Be you and do you. Why? Because you are worthy of all the great things life has to offer and beyond. Thanks again for spending your time with me. And until next Wednesday, I wish you an abundance of blessings. Meaning, I hope that you are booked, blessed, and busy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Inspirational Grooves 2020 Podcast with me, Michelle David. If you have a short story or inspiring words that you would like to share with our audience, drop me an email at www.ig2020podcast at mail.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Peace.